When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Were you in a relationship with a toxic person that was always lying to you? Maybe you didn't know what was the truth, what wasn't the truth, what was actually going on, what was kind of omitted, what was actually happening? Well, I want to talk to you today about how to know the truth of the narcissist lies. How to actually have the tools to be able to determine, are they lying? Are they telling the truth? What is actually going on? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And we do it on all the different platforms out there. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, now Twitter. We don't know what we're doing, but check it out. Uh, also, we have the podcast as well under Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Spotify. So check it out there under uh, Raw Motivations on all the platforms. If you want to hear from the Weiss perspective, check out the podcast that we just started just a little bit ago called Trauma, Drama, and Life. We sit down, we answer questions, we kind of go through some stuff as well, just trying to give a slice into our life of what's going on, of being with a narcissist, etc. I want to invite you to check out the NARC app. Go to narcapp.com. It stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. It's a community of people to help you heal, grow, and change. We come together every single week to go over questions, answers, interact with different people, give assignments to work on things to try to be able to help continue that growth mindset on a day-to-day basis. Because a lot of times you get through the day and you're like, I need help, I need support. We've got people in there to try to help and support you along that process and along that way. So feel free to check that out, narcapp.com. If you want to talk to me sometime and interact with trying to work through the aspect of breaking the trauma bond, rewiring your mindset of how to actually break free of that person that you're like, I know logically I shouldn't be with them, but I still want to interact. I still want to be with them. Or maybe you've gotten away from them, but you're still stuck in the rumination phase. You're still stuck in the aspect of like, wait a second, like was were they actually toxic? Like, am I toxic? Am I the narcissist? Like what's actually going on? And oftentimes you're stuck in that limbo land trying to figure out what's real and what's not. And then I also try to help people work on boundaries so you don't go back to a narcissist and so you don't get involved with a narcissist down the road to try to keep you safe from toxicity. So if you want to reach out, go to rawmotivations.com, click on one-on-ones, would love to be able to help you out as best I can. So diving into today, how to know the truth of the narcissist lies. You know, when we talk about narcissists and we talk about lying, it seems to go hand in hand, right? I mean, narcissist, liar. Like a lot of times, like, how do you know when a narcissist is telling the truth? Well, you don't. Like, how do you know when they're lying? Anytime they open their mouth. Like that's a huge aspect of it, of just like, they're always lying. Now, a lot of times you get to the overt lies of, did you do this? No. You know, just completely saying like, no, this isn't what happened or completely saying, this is the lie that I'm making. And then you have the lies that are starting to get a little bit more like sneaky, and that's the lies of omission. So I did go to the store, but I didn't tell you that I went and met up with someone else. So I did do this, but I didn't tell you I you know, wasted our life savings in the process. Like all those different types of things of like telling partial truth, but leaving certain things out as a, as a part of omission so I don't have to actually tell the truth. The other aspect is like gaslighting. 
which would be like kind of like lying 2.0 times two, you know, it gets to the place of like, hey, I'm not just lying, but I'm trying to distort your reality. And I'm also trying to make you feel like you're crazy in the process. So a lot of times when we talk about narcissists and lying, it goes hand in hand. Okay. And what happens is narcissists lie so much, it makes you feel like you're crazy. And it puts you in an aspect of cognitive dissonance of like, what do I actually believe? Like, I don't know what to believe. I don't know to believe their words or what he says here or what they do here or this. I don't know what to believe. And cognitive dissonance is really difficult because when you're stuck in the middle of, of two opposing thoughts, which way do I go? When you're stuck in the middle of that, you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And it can have some really harmful side effects being stuck in that for a long period of time. You see, with a narcissist and with lying, they want to lead you into this aspect of the fog. The fear, the obligation, guilt. And we've talked about that before. But that aspect of going into that puts you in a fog where you can't actually see what's right, what's wrong, what's up, what's down, anything like that. And they can stay on the outside of the fog and direct you and have complete control over you because of the lies that they're putting around you. The lies that are actually consuming a lot of your perspective and you're not really sure what's going on. You see, the lies and the fog and everything that gets put on top of you slowly over a period of time starts to teach you and starts to train you that this is how you're supposed to conform. This is how you're supposed to be in the relationship. This is what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to act, what you're supposed to say, where you're supposed to go, who you're supposed to talk to, all these things. And it leaves you in the fog of all those lies. When it comes down to it and being with a narcissist, words are extremely deceiving. Some of you experience word salad or gaslighting or other forms of abuse in the aspect of like, all my words don't seem to match up. So you're left with the thought, what do I actually believe in? You're looking for honesty, right? You're looking for honesty in a partner or in a friend. And all you want is just the truth of the situation. When you see truth with a narcissist is very evasive, but the facts aren't. The facts of the situation are not evasive as far as what it actually looks like. You know, the facts are just the cold, hard truth, the truth of the situation. The hard thing is when we get close to the truth of the situation, narcissists run away from it. They rage, they blame, they do everything to be able to say, I don't want to be impacted with the truth. But oftentimes when I'm working with people, coaching them and helping them through the cognitive dissonance, the trauma bond, like all these different parts, People get to a place where they start to see the truth and then survivors run away from it. Oh, that's too painful. It's too much to actually bear. There's too much that actually says something that I don't want to hear or that I don't want to feel. Sometimes they'll minimize it. Well, it really wasn't that bad or ignore it. You know, I'm better. We don't really need to worry about it. We'll just keep moving on. And the thing is we have to get down to the facts of what is the truth of the situation. So when we have a narcissist in your life, and they're lying, they're manipulating, they're gaslighting, and you're like, I don't understand it. What is the truth? I want to give you one word. One word to be able to put in front of all your questions, one word to be able to put in front of all the different aspects that you're confused on, and that's the word demonstration. Because I want you to be able to think it's not just how this person's words are, because they'll say a lot of different things, but if you peel aside the words, almost like you watch your life in the silent movie aspect and you don't actually hear the words that they're saying, as you watch that, what are the actions actually showing? Because when we start to put that word demonstration into practice, you have to start asking yourself, how did this person demonstrate love? 
How did they demonstrate love when they were yelling at me? How did they demonstrate love when they were abusing me? How did they demonstrate love when they were throwing things across the, across the living room, making me feel unsafe? How did they demonstrate love? How do they demonstrate respect? Well, it seems like they're being more respectful. Okay, when's the last time you put up a boundary? Well, I put up one the other week and I said I needed space over the weekend and I guess they really didn't, they, they just text me the whole time. I never really got any space or any like time to think by myself. So you're, what you're saying is they didn't demonstrate respect for your boundary. How do they demonstrate respect? How do they demonstrate honesty? Well, you know, they weren't completely honest with a friend of mine whenever they were saying something. Well, it was actually a little bit more like smearing. And, okay, now let's, it wasn't that they weren't completely honest, okay? It was that they lied. Like, we have to reframe some of the words that oftentimes survivors want to put out there being like, oh, well, it wasn't that bad. No, that person lied to another person about you. So how did they demonstrate honesty? They didn't demonstrate honesty by lying. How do they demonstrate vulnerability? Well, they told me about, you know, trauma that they had in their past and how that affects them today. And no, no, no. How do they demonstrate vulnerability now? How are they vulnerable about their emotions, about their feelings? Not what you've done to them and not what you've put on them, but how are they vulnerable about themselves? Well, yeah, I guess I guess they didn't really do that. How do they demonstrate vulnerability? How do they demonstrate change? Well, they said, no, how do they demonstrate? Like we have to bring it back to looking at the actions, looking at what is actually happening on a day-to-day basis because otherwise we get latched into the idea that they are changing, that something's happening, but it's not consistent. It's random and a lot of times it's just words. And the same thing, how do they demonstrate consistency? Well, they don't because one day they were like this, the next day they hated me. One day they loved me, the next day they hated me. One day they wanted to be with me and have a family. Next day they said, get out of the house. Like it goes back and forth. How do they demonstrate that? How do they demonstrate integrity? When you walk out of the house and they start calling someone else or doing something else that you guys have agreed not to do, like how do they actually demonstrate that? How do they demonstrate transparency? Have they given up control? Have they given up control of their abusive nature? Have they given up control of you have access to everything in their life? Have they given up control that you have access to not just like their phones and their computer, but their location and everything? Do Have they given up that control? Do they have transparency? You see, when we take this word demonstrate and we put in front of it, we get to the place of like, whoa, this looks a lot different than what I've been believing. And it's part of the aspect of breaking down the cognitive distance. The, the, do I believe the words or do I believe the actions? Stop believing the words and focus on the actions. The thing is, you can ask yourself all of those questions. And you can still be confused. And oftentimes when people are asking all these questions and they're still confused, they're at the place where they're still telling themselves a story. They're still lying to themselves. They're still believing a fantasy or a fiction or a false narrative, and they're not actually looking at the truth of the situation. You have to get to the place that you believe the demonstration, not the small changes, not the small words, not all these things. You have to believe and look at the demonstration only. You can't look at anything else, just the demonstration. Then walking through this, we want to be able to try to provide 
clarity to help you heal, grow, and change. We're coming out shortly with a clarity challenge. It's a 45-day intense deep dive into finding the story that you believe and making sure that you find the truth of the situation, making sure that you find yourself after the abuse being with a toxic person. You'll be able to check that out here soon uh, coming up on the links. But if you've been with a narcissist, you need to have that word, how do they demonstrate the things that I'm asking them to do? And if you don't see that demonstration and you don't see that change, then you leave. 